Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast it's the place to go to help us move this show forward and there's all kinds of exclusive content fun interaction events with steven and myself and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis so please consider supporting us on patreon if you want to get in on the action make sure you email us your trivia your mvp and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com and we will read it right here on the show we sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call "You Can't Disappoint a Podcast." I know what the shape of a banana reminds you of, and I know that when I say nuts, it makes you giggle, but. <laughs> Do you have any other response to here's a banana with nuts? <laughs> Why are we even going after this idiot demographic? Maybe don't you get it? They're not even eating these. They just like saying bananas and nuts, and I won't, I won't tell you why. That's your father's job. Come on, let's see some bananas and nuts. Oh, perhaps we should just pull their pants off. everyone bluths and bluthets we're coming back at you another week of you can't disappoint a podcast it's the internet's number something arrested development podcast isn't it crazy that uh you know almost a year ago we decided to create a program like this over our shared love of the show and how far we've come in the year isn't that cool excuse me as always, it's, it's me, and I'm excited about it too, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's been great doing this with you. I can't believe we're almost at a year. This is our 50th foray into the dirty, sexy money that is Arrested Development. 50 is not quite the right number, but I appreciate the energy. Well, you know, I don't, I don't count that well. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another week. Glad to talk about another phenomenal episode of this phenomenal show. I'm Zach, truly a man with low self-esteem. And I'm Steven, and I've got to get back to rehab after this, so if we could go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. That was almost mine. Nice. <laughs> He's in rehab! How's your week? It's been good. I, uh, you know, just trucking along. Uh, I'm a little uh, under the weather. Um, mm. It's it's probably not COVID, because, well, I, I've, I've licked my normal amount of floors lately, so... You haven't I... left your room in 11 months, so it can't be COVID. Right? You'd think... Somehow it got you. It found a way. 
It's all those. Finds well, way. first of all, you know, if it weren't for, I was gonna say, if it weren't for all the horrors that come through here, but there, I'm not gonna call my escorts horrors. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't get it from one of them. That was a really funny moment. The way that yeah. Buster was totally talking about something else, and Joe's, they're not whores. <laughs> Love it. They're totally whores. That's why he's so uh, yeah. on edge about it. Mm-hmm. You watching anything? You watching any good shows or movies at the time? Um. New season of My Hero Academia just came out. That's okay. a pretty big anime in the I've heard in the of world. that one. Pretty I know mainstream. that's a, yeah. Yeah, it's like sky high, but a little bit less sexually charged. Only slightly. Um, hmm. Don't tell me that sky high doesn't get you like hard as the Washington Monument. Jesus Christ, uh, I can absolutely tell you that. <laughs> well, I haven't clearly... watched it probably since I was nine. Yeah, and same I don't answer. Think uh, I don't think anything was – I don't know. Nothing happened down there until I was about 20. Ah. <laughs> then I met you. Hey. And I said, wow, that's weird and exciting and fuzzy. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I'm watching that. i uh watching a lot of Great British Baking reruns. <laughs> that is what people are these days. People will be like, oh, yeah, all I watch are true crime murder shows and the Great – british baking show or, <laughs> i only watch porn on my phone and the great <laughs> british baking show or or like i only watch i've been getting into reading a lot lately and the great british baking show <laughs> i only watch the blues clues reboot and the great <laughs> british baking show and i only watch arrested development and i've never and watched an episode of the great british baking show i think you would want to bang one of the hosts okay well that's oh, almost okay certain of any so program. connection I'll find um one. you know uh i'm a fan of the show the it crowd right right there's an episode of that show where there's like a guy that's like in a room and he's not allowed to come out of it with like really dark hair. Okay. He's one of the hosts now of that show. Oh, so do you like him? Funny guy? He's weird. All right. Well, I guess let's get into this, right? Another episode of Arrested Development. Yeah. We're talking about the, the 17th grind. episode of season two, Spring Breakout. This season's just been killing it. I mean, this this whole show is like pretty strong. The first three seasons are just unstoppable, and it's insane. I was thinking a lot while watching this one, and I think about it whenever watching just about any episode of this show, how much they stuff in every single episode. The The main Bluth family group is a pretty large group of actors compared yeah. to a lot of sitcoms, core people mm-hmm. and and it's interesting on arrested development because oftentimes the characters don't really hang out with each other that much they're all doing their own stuff yeah so there's often four five six storylines in any given episode and sometimes i forget it's only a 20 minute episode because they do so well there's with each so plot line, in it. threading it through the entire thing and wrapping it up nicely by the end it's 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 insane and this episode definitely does that yeah it's it's real tough because like there's so many things that happen that's why, I and mean, we'll get to the segment a little bit later on. I I do terribly. Yeah, there's just there's too much. There there's is too, too much. much, but it's worth a try. That's what makes that segment fun. You know, if if, if like Wayne Gretzky said, that was then quoted by Michael Scott, and then is being quoted by me now. Hockey is cool. <laughs> nice. Hit him with Goal. the diversion. Yeah. Right. The episode was directed by. The great Anthony Russo, who uh, previously in the series directed Pilot, Top Banana, Key Decisions, and The Immaculate Election. This is his final directing credit on the series. Really? Yeah. And wow. it was co-written by Barbie Adler and Abraham Oh, Barbie's Higginbottom. Greenhouse. Yes. 
Barbie previously wrote Charity Drive, Alter Egos, Sad Sack, Switch Hitter, The Immaculate Election, and the previous episode Meet the Veals. Mm-hmm. And Abraham Higginbottom previously wrote In God We Trust, Justice is Blind, Afternoon Delight, and The Immaculate Election. This being both of their final writing credit as well. Uh, now, is Abraham Higginbottom, Higginbottom in relation to Bessie Higginbottom? Is that uh, what Amy that Poehler's character's character last name was? On from... the Mighty Yes, every yeah. time Abraham uh, dr- uh, <laughs> writes an episode, you bring that up and act like you're asking it for the first time. And yep. it's it's... It's their last it writing credit, so it'll, it'll, yeah. <laughs> Come on the show, Abe. Let's talk about it. That'd be awesome. I'd love to talk to some, talk to some writers. It's 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 insane the people that we've gotten to talk to so far. I mean, Jason yeah. Bateman being that was our nuts. first and only that interview, came together so crazily. That is insane. Or... Yeah, the way mm. we used to joke around if maybe he came on the show, and now he literally has friend of the show, friend of the show, Jason Bateman, friend of the show. Come on, Jeffrey Tambor, let's get you. Yeah, we got some shit to talk about with you. <laughs> Well, okay, so we gotta just for a second uh, yeah. take things down and and because uh, thinking about the cast and and be a little bit serious for a second. This is the first episode we'll have recorded since the passing of Jessica Walter, yeah. which is so sad. She was eighty years old, and the last season of Arrested Development just came out what two years ago, tops. Yeah, so she was still working, and it's really sad. Well, and she's still been. Um, I watch Archer, and she's still. Mm-hmm. You know, been doing the voice work on that. I wonder I what they'll do on Archer. Archer. I haven't I watched any of Archer. All right, Herc, you would love it if for no other reason than Jessica. Walker I know I would really like the show. Yeah, I just have never watched. It's it. really sad. Because I wonder she, what they'll do without her. Has she she's still been pretty yeah, big on the show? Yeah, she's one of the main characters. I think she's probably the funniest character on the show, like consistency wise. Um, but it's yeah, it'll be. different. I wonder if sure that'll kind of be the because that show's been going on for a long time. I wonder if this will be kind of the signal of the end. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they do? I know people kind of got sick of it because they did Archer in a coma, and for like five whole seasons, every season was like a different coma dream, and I think people got kind of sick of that. But I think it's yeah. back to what it used to be now. Is it? I'm not upset on the newest season. The last one they did was in space, and it was still another coma dream. I think the one after that, or okay, I think yeah, I think he's awake now, and That's it's, good. it's back. Yeah. Anyway, let's yeah, do some trivia. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, it's, it oh, but wait, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, ta- sorry, ass. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to move things forward. We got to give it the time. Jessica Walter is so funny. And, of course, this show is what I most know her from. But she's been working for so long mm-hmm. and been in so many things, had so many credits. Uh, she's so beautiful her entire life. Yeah. And in Arrested Development, she's almost one of the characters that you overlook that she's one of the best characters because of how perfectly Jessica Walter nails it. She's not over the top in a way that Will Arnett is as Job or David Cross is as Tobias. Mm-hmm. It's, she's just she's just so in that character. And she seems like such a real person, even though Lucille's so ridiculous. And she's so funny in everything Jessica Walter delivers, which I'm sure her being an older woman... Uh, kind of like, I don't know, the, on the show Community, uh, Chevy Chase was on yeah. it, and he was an older guy having to deliver jokes, I'm sure, that he's uh, uh, not understanding 100%. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica Walter, she was probably getting Every jokes joke, that she yeah. doesn't understand 100%, but she nails each one 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, It's sad to see her go. Yeah, I you know I say all the time that Tobias is my favorite character because you know, he's easy choice, but so funny throughout the show but especially this last week i've been watching a lot of like compilations of jessica mm. walter both from this show and archer 
and and her comedic timing is just so good and it's so consistent and just her little one-liners i mean even in the first episode where i love all my children equally i don't care for I don't joe care for joe that alone is like just it's so funny she's just, okay she's so great. off off the top of your head what's a favorite favorite line of hers yeah or something that sticks in mind just an iconic <sighs> lucille moment it's tough not to pull from the pilot because there's so many good ones in that one, but I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> I think the one I want, I want to shout out is when she's talking about hiding the juice from Buster. Yeah. Um, that one's good. She's like, let's see you find them, mister. Or when she um, is at the country club and she's calling Michael, telling him that like, she's upset about like not being like full on members. If I wanted something, <laughs> that, if I wanted to drink out of something your thumb, thumb had touched, touch. I'd lick the. I don't know what she says exactly, but that's a good one. A couple that, that come to good. mind immediately are, uh, uh, a couple is talking about Buster in the army. She's like, I can't believe they took my son from me. It's like you enlisted him, mom. It's like I knew you'd bring that up. Or, I knew you'd hold <laughs> that against me. One. Uh, or then there's one where she's nervous about people. She's in the apartment alone and she's nervous about people like invading. And she, she's talking to Michael and she says, she's, she's like, I've got a plan if they come first, I'll stick them and then I'll poke them. And <laughs> Michael's like, Oh, they won't know what's coming. Like, it sounds really <laughs> sexual. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love that. That looks good. So I also love when she's telling about, um, she's like, Michael, there was a colored man in my kitchen last night. He's like, really mom, what color was he? And she's like, blue. <laughs> <laughs> her finding Tobias in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, and we could make a whole podcast. Maybe we should do a bonus episode. We can make a whole podcast about uh, about everything iconic that Lucille does uh, in the the Big Yellow Joint episode. She like <laughs> eats Oscar's pot brownies and yes. drives to the banana stand where there's a crowd gathered around, and she's stoned out of her mind, and she runs <laughs> over Tobias. <laughs> and there's a big bump on her car, and she's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Speaking of bananas and Lucille, how much bananas could a banana cost anyway? $10. $10? <laughs> Here's $20. Go see a Star Wars. You better keep your shoes on, mister. He's out I'll, of control. <laughs> I'll have the Ike and Tina tuna. Plater platter. I don't, I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. Anyway, Jessica Walter, truly a gem, and Lucille Bluth is one of the most iconic sitcom characters of all time. One of the most iconic sitcom, like, mother figures ever. She's so funny, so biting. Man, rest in peace, Jessica. Thanks yeah. for all of the laughs, and it definitely hit a little bit different. I, I almost uh, totally. laughed harder. I appreciated her performance more now that Absolutely. she's not with us anymore. But it makes it a little bittersweet. Yeah, rest in peace. Good thing, as much as season four and five were a little, eh, at times, season five felt like an ending for the show, Mm -hmm. and at least they got to it while the entire cast was still around. Yeah, which is good. They just barely did, too, so great. All right, let's move on to some trivia. Trivia. I've got four questions for you this week. Hey, I've got four for you. Okay, do you want me to go first, or would you like to? You go first. All right. What is the title of the Bluths family episode of Scandal Makers? It appears on screen. Yeah, I got nothing. It's Blurred Truth, the Bluth family scandal. Nice. I saw it and I took note, but I did not remember. It feels very pre-true crime podcast. Yeah, right? My questions are probably pretty easy this week. Okay. It's, it's just such a great episode. What time in the afternoon did Lucille have to get up pretty early to be drunk by? 
Was it like 7 a.m.? I don't know. I'm not sure. One. Because oh. he's like, it's 1 p.m. Is she drunk? Oh, oh, I, like, I, I thought pre- of your question wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm no prude, but <laughs> it's 1 p.m. And is your mother drunk already? You have to get pretty early in the morning to be drunk by one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is Michael wearing during one of the Bluth family's best parties? Which is a moment that I love in this episode. Oh, my God. He's wearing like a... I felt like it was just like a pink like button-down shirt, but then he ends up like the sleeves are all disheveled and stuff by the time Lucille gets there, right? Or is it a different part of the party? No, that's the one... Think for a second. This is when they're talking about sending Lucille to rehab, and they're like, yeah. remember what happened last time? And, and she they never went, but it turned into a party. Uh, and it shows... It's when Tobias is like dancing and crying and Buster's playing, yeah, the, playing piano. the piano. Joe and in the background, Michael is wearing... You don't know it, do you? Job has his puppet. I don't know what Michael has on. Michael's wearing Franklin's hair, the puppet. Oh, that's what With happened. the afros yep, on Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Okay, give me another one. Um, How many flubs did Job have in his magic show? Was it seven? It was seven. Nice. Nice. What is the name of the settlement where they used to shoot Sugarfoot? <sighs> Sunnyside. You're zip so Bill. far. What is That's, it? You're on the right track, yeah. but it's Shady Pines. Shady Pines. Oof. Um, what did George Sr. promise Kitty? A, ch- a baby. Okay, that's one. And what else? She says, you promised me blank and a child, and I have none. Money? Power. Oh, I don't remember that. Good one. Mm-hmm. Um, was Tobias... Oh, it's your question. Yeah, okay. This is my last one. What does Job... And it's kind of a trick question. What does Job cough up in George Sr.'s hotel room? Um, he coughs a crown out of his mouth, and then he shits out his key. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's a crown, you horse's ass. <laughs> and then my last one, um, was Tobias at the Never Nude convention? No, he was in Germany. He teleconferenced in. Yes! But he went to the one in Shanghai. Was it Shanghai? Um, I don't know. <laughs> really funny. And another yeah. thing about this episode and how much they fit in. So Zach Braff shows up on, in this episode. I'm sure he we'll talk sure about does. it a little bit later. But even that almost becomes an afterthought because of how much is going on in the episode. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that it's like, oh, yeah, Zach Braff's in this one. We neglected to mention before we began our trivia that this episode of our podcast, as always, is brought to you by our $10 and up patrons. Who are they, Steve? Uh, we've got Danny Martinez Lugo. We've got my mom, Mary Baker Budisa. We've got Justin Brummett. And we have Brian Thurman. Thanks for being y'all. If you'd like to become one of the people on that list, you got to be a $10 and up patron at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We've got the live pre-show podcast you can't just pre-show every week we've got nerdstalgia all kinds of exclusive podcasts it's always going down over there go check it out and also a shout out as always to our arrested development daddy at communities on twitter yeah thanks for uh being the arrested development historian the the one that bared our loin fruit mm-hmm. i guess we're the I, fruit of your loins the, yeah yeah he, thanks well, he, for being the but tree his fruit was our loins sure so we had our loins were definitely involved. Yeah, their loins, tender as they are. And thanks for that, loiny. 
Uh, let's move on to our next segment, uh, something that I'm, I'm sure you're not at all prepared for. We're going to listen up close and find out if Steven is able to recap this week's episode, Spring Breakout, in 20 seconds or less. How are you feeling about the challenge today? I think today? that I can fill 20 seconds of things that happened in this episode. I just don't think I can get all the things that happened in this episode in 20 seconds. I've never known you to be a man who knows what to do with the whole 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to limit my oh my gods and my oh f***s as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, man, oh, jeez. Oh, God, oh, man, oh, jeez. Okay, I've got the clock ready. Are you ready? (sighs) Let me just sip on my Lucille Bluth juice real quick. That's right. We're going to find out, everyone. Did Steven watch Watch the the episode? episode. Don't f***ing say it. (laughs) I introduced the segment of the show. All right, guys, it's time to find out. No, you may, now I feel weird about it. You made me feel weird Here, about it. Here, try again. I won't say anything, I promise. Or how about we say oh, it together? God. Let's find That's, out. That, that was the problem the first time. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> Let's find out if Steven watched the episode this week. This week. How are you feeling? Do you think it's going to happen? You ready? <laughs> I got it queued up. Let's do this. Let's do it. Count I'm me down. I'm sorry about earlier. It's okay. I'm you sorry only... about earlier. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to count you in. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> we didn't read our email. God damn it. So you've got time to prepare. All right. Thanks for that round of trivia. Let's <laughs> dig into that sack and see what our fair listeners have written in, wrote in, written in to us to read today about this episode. Squidward. This is going great so far. Yeah. Smooth as silk. It's smoother than a than a baby's thigh. What's with you and thighs and loins today? I like them. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an email this week. Uh, no introduction at the top. Just starting right off with the questions. Thanks for okay. your uh, formatting skills. Not Will. even like a little hello. I'm such a big fan, or like a, nope, like just what they thought about the from episode. From review, I can see. Okay. Uh, only because it's a forwarded message. If I were just reading this, I'd have no clue who it was from. Um, okay. What animal is Michael slash Jason Bateman related to? What? What the f*** does that mean? Uh, is it because he's an animal in Zootopia? Is it because he's an animal in Teen Wolf? Is this a shit post? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, and I don't. I don't understand the question, and I, <laughs> I will, will not, not respond and, to yeah. it. Not a chance. Um, what did Tobias sell the rights to the Bluth family scandal for? Well, that was the right to play George Sr. <laughs> yeah. Did a terrible job. Um, Perhaps an attic I shall see. <laughs> um, how many flubs did Job have in the last Spring Breakers magic show? That would be lucky Obviously number seven. seven. Why would you write in something after we already asked it? Come on. Pay attention, Lil. Watch the show. Um, what did Michael use as a ruse to get Lucille to rehab? That it was a spa weekend for the mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be a prize. Yeah. And they decided he decided just to give it to his mom. Yeah. Um, who is Buster's current special friend? The Roomba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what do the hats say being passed out to the ladies? Is what was written there. Well, just uh, something like I have low self-esteem, self-esteem or something or like I that. I had low self-esteem. On in... girls with low self-esteem. 
It was wherever they were on like not South Beach, but on like Palm Palm Beach or something like that. Okay. Um, can you sing the Sugarfoot theme song? Sure. I probably Sh- about Sugarfoot. as well as Michael did. Mm-hmm. Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Yeah. Sugarfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is not formed. Is a complete sentence. It just says Tobias's new hiding place. I think uh, they're referring to the chimney that that he was. Uh, twice in this in. episode, we see him come out of a fireplace. Yes. Yeah. Um, how many cc's of George Sr. were in the banana stand? That was almost one of my questions. I believe it was 250. No touching. No touching. I think 250 sounds right. Maybe mm-hmm. 260. Um, anyways, thanks for going through such an iconic, totally underground cult classic, Arrested mm-hmm. Development. It honestly feels like no one watches that show. Haha. Ha. Also, rest in peace, Jessica Walter. Lil. I didn't like that, uh, sideways as hell, haha. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> people like this show. People appreciate it. Yeah, we've got it's a pretty this big massive show. podcast platforming platform that we've built off of this one show. So come on. Yeah, Michael Sarah's career. All right, everyone, it's time to find out. Did Steven, Steven watch, watch the episode? The episode. Guy, come on. just goddamn it. Just just We have meetings about these things. We I talk got about We've talked about this so many times. I'm sorry. It's your it's your okay. thing. It's your thing. Yeah. It's your thing. Go for yeah. it. Uh, compliment that was rude. me a little bit more, and I'll feel I'll feel ready. Your hair looks cute. Did Steven watch the episode this week? Let's find out. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. The Bluth Company was just on Scandal Makers, and to combat that, they need to get some money, some investors. So he's talking to the dude, and he's like, oh, let's sign up. He said, sure, but then he's like, oh, my God, your mom's drunk, and the mom was drunk, so it's time to take her to rehab. Didn't go so well last time they did that. And also, Tobias is in a chimney. Uh, maybe is an is like a movie girl, and she wants to get people to sign up. Job Stop. is a magician. He's trying to, oh, my God, that was already 20 seconds? You didn't get anything about that was twenty break. seconds. You didn't get anything about the girls? That was already twenty seconds. Where did my time go? It was the same amount of time it always is. That was twenty whole seconds. You're lying. That was like ten. I think that- you're bullshitting. Oh my god! I'm showing him the clock right now, listeners. Twenty point four. Did I play seconds. the theme song at the beginning? What did I didn't even get to talk about Job and Spring Break? I know you didn't. That's why you're earning a fair D minus. Yeah, I'm surprised I got that. Good God, that was tough. Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. I, I think I would definitely do a Sugarfoot rewatch podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What was your favorite funny moment from this week's episode? It was tough to pick one. I'm not gonna I, lie. It is I, tough. I, uh, I I I narrowed it down to three. Okay. Um, mom still got it. I don't date whores. Definitely has to be up there. Yeah. Um, as well as just Tobias being in the f-ing fireplaces every yeah. time. That was great. Completely unexplained. <laughs> Ripe. <laughs> Ripe for parody. Um, and then of course George Michael's great line to maybe, I won't tell you why. That's your father's job. And then cuts to to yeah. Tobias. Show us your bananas and nuts. Bananas and nuts. <laughs> Man, the editing on Arrested Development. Uh, accents and and improves so many of the already really funny jokes the way it cuts from one thing to another 
I came up with two. Uh, my two favorite are the Bluth family party that that mm-hmm. started as supposed to be an intervention, and then it's everyone. <laughs> the the visual of Tobias dancing almost naked and Buster slamming <laughs> on the <laughs> piano, <laughs> and then they're crying. I really like that, and then also the Sugarfoot montage and especially or moment, and especially how it how they it's a fictional show that doesn't exist, obviously, and they mm-hmm. they show a, a fake. TV guide of it and play a version of the theme song for a second and then the way Michael tries to really earnestly go along with it <laughs> and it just not quite yeah I thought that was really silly so good such a good episode what did yeah. you think of it it's great right I thought it was really funny it was it's a it's a great it's a classic I mean there's so many great jokes from this episode that I just hadn't seen in a while and it really made me happy it's one that I thought, and it's kind of this way a lot with the rest of development. I looked at the title and the description of the episode and thought, oh, I kind of remember that one. But then mm-hmm. we watched it, and there are so many iconic Arrested Development yeah. jokes in it that I didn't remember we're all in this episode. Uh, you get a Lucille Chicken moment, which is great. Yeah, which, oh, man, uh, uh, an episode that really highlights Jessica Walter the week yeah. after her passing. It, it's really good to see it's one of the most unprompted chicken moments too yeah (laughs) okay let's dive into the episode right yeah let's do it the episode starts as always with that oh so glorious theme song montage it's so great it's it's not exactly a theme song so you can't say it's one of the best theme songs of all time i mean it is great it's a little bit different it is one of my favorite sitcom openings Mm -hmm. i love it it's one of the catchiest like uh talk speech things i almost sing along with it as it happens yeah it's like now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son son. who had no choice but to keep them all all together together. this is arrested development no this is their arrested development there's no this it's in the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together it's arrested development how many times have we done this podcast about this show and you still don't know well, apparently not. There's 50. no this D minus all around. The episode <laughs> opens with a business meeting, and it's always fun to revisit these episodes as an adult because I don't think you have the same experience. But I watched this show when I was very, very young. Yeah, I did not. And I pretty much any time there was any business goings on or a lot of the uh, political commentary from its yeah. time that's that's all over Arrested Development went completely over my head. So it's mm-hmm. always fun to watch these scenes and kind of understand them for once. They're having a meeting with Cal Cullen, who is just this ancient man who shows up throughout this episode. And they're because of Scandal Makers recently, they're trying to get this man to build some developments with the Bluth Company and try to get some some money and some good press for the company. It's always amazing to me that the show decided to keep the Bluth Company going. It seems yeah. like how do they, they make it through the Saddam stuff in the early 2000s? I don't – Wow crazy and it's it's even more amazing that this guy cal is willing to meet with them even after he knows about the scandal makers episode and he like saw it and knows what's going on with the family i feel like that wouldn't happen we cut away to a little clip of the scandal makers opening sequence and i like i like how they use a couple of screenshots that are from arrested developments opening montage in this that picture of george senior and then the picture of lucille and then also we get uh and and of of michael and we also get job's mr banana grabber character which is which is something that they 
fade in like this in quite a few episodes. If there's like a random frame of something that's just an image, it's always that. Like there was one recently in the school election episode. They do an attack ad on yeah. Steve Holt about not knowing his dad. And they <laughs> and flash the, the banana grand. grabber in it. And I think that's really funny. I'm Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Tobias really does seem like a, a just terrible George Bluth. And who is this kitty? It looks it just looks like, like kitty. kitty. Yeah. Did Judy Greer just do it because well, she was so, in this episode already? Judy Greer also is. Um, I know I've said this before, but is also in Archer and is so funny. One of my favorite characters. Judy Greer's phenomenal, and she's in so many things really well. Yeah. It almost she does her Cheryl, a disservice Carol, that the first thing I ever saw her in was Arrested Development because she's yeah. She's now Kitty forever and always. Yeah. And say hey, goodbye, I f- Kitty, to these. Just. Hair, how about hair on, hair up, glasses off? Oh, put those glasses back on. Put those <laughs> put glasses, those glasses back, back on. <laughs> so we see a little bit about how the Scandal Makers episode kind of told the public that George Sr.'s escaped prison and that he's kind of uh, soul, uh, you know, I don't know, he's scrounging in around from place yeah. to place. The, the Scandal Makers episode makes it look like this real biblical event. <laughs> I really love Tobias's super long beard. Yeah, that's acting right there. I also he, love the whole Ron Howard thing where he's just, like, bashing the narrator of the show. Right, that's something that happens kind of throughout the episode yeah. where Ron Howard as the narrator bashes whoever narrated the Scandal Makers and talks about how here uh, Tobias's George Sr. is hiding beneath the house, but the actual George Sr. was hiding in a hole near the house, which, <laughs> which the shoddy narrating didn't tell. And then perhaps an attic I shall seek, we get, which is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> really shoddy narrating, just pure crap. Do you think Tobias threw in that attic line? Because I don't oh, think he had the Scandal to. Makers people. Uh, we, I, not very many people knew that George Sr. was living in the attic. One of them was Tobias. So I think yeah. he, just George Sr. wouldn't say this. No. We're back on track. Yeah, the Bluth family is back on track and scandal free, which that's like. Louis Not C.K. showing up and trying things. to do stand-up again. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm back on track and scandal-free. Yeah, but you masturbated in front of people, Louis. Or like, yeah. but you guys worked with Saddam Hussein, Michael. Actively and knowing with his willing consent. And Lucille shows up to the meeting, and it's just great. Her demeanor in this is great, how she's kind of pilled up and also drunk and she <laughs> burst into this meeting. Uh, why would you start the meeting without me when I don't think she's She's nothing who, in the company. There are times the in the series where she is. I don't think she is right now. No. <laughs> I just think she's just like, I'll go to the meeting. She's like, well, I'll go to the meeting. Sure. And Michael introduces Cal Cullen to his mother. And <laughs> Lucille <laughs> goes to sit down at the head of the table just laughing and, and drunk. And, and com- uh, Michael talks about the spa getaway that they're going to be giving to someone and and lucille drunkenly complains about how michael doesn't take him take her to a spa have to live high and dry when lucille is certainly not dry lucille's like hand on the hip like who you calling drunk kind of thing is really funny she's so funny and then a great line michael i'm not a prude but it's one o'clock in the afternoon is your mother drunk and the (laughs) one you mentioned when lucille laughs at it herself (laughs) We get the cutaway to what led to this. Lucille, early in the morning, uh, sick with pain from a hangover, goes <laughs> to the pill cabinet, 
looks at pills, sees an eye uh, image next to the no alcohol image on the pill bottle, what would the eye be? I think it's supposed to mean like like sleep drowsy eye the yeah, narrator drowsy says eye. It. yeah i think like like i have never seen that on a pill I bottle i think i have either but yeah lucille Sleepy takes sleep. it as a winking uh suggestion that you can totally drink and that is very much a walk that someone who just wants to get drunk with their pills yeah take. <laughs> like well i mean when she winks back at the bottle <laughs> super funny then we cut to her sitting in the car, and they make it look like she's being responsible and realizes she shouldn't drive. Says, no, I'll call for a car. Unfortunately, though, it was after she had already ran into something in her parking <laughs> garage. She walks away from the smoking car into a pole. Who the hell put – yeah. <laughs> How did she get to the meeting? Did she – She must How? have called for a car. Also, she might have also already been in the parking garage of the Bluth – like company That's by that true. point sure you're right i was assuming it was at her apartment complex i was too but there. you know maybe she was already there it's like well that's right cal is obviously not so sure about doing business with the bluth family regardless of how good of a deal it might be because he doesn't want to end in a scandal makers type situation which i totally get it they're yeah danger written all over then that prompts lucille which is just the worst thing to do if you're trying to make a business deal with someone she calls him a chicken and yes lucille whips out her chicken dance we're slowly through the series uh you know every time one of the chicken dances appears it's a it's a momentous occasion and we've got another one for the annals in the history book lucille's is great what do you, what are your thoughts on lucille's chicken dance uh lucille's is towards my top um i really like hers quite a bit i think that you know um, Job's is great as well as is Lindsay's, but Lindsay's is Lucy, great. Lucille's is probably my favorite. What's I did Tobias's. Really, uh, Tobias does his ones. I can't remember what it is, but it's also weird. George Michael does his like in like one of the last seasons, doesn't he? Yeah, he just goes cluck cluck cluck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Lucille's is my favorite though. It's so. It's so like uh, like she's a beautiful <laughs> white swan doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael's look of shame as she does it is just great. As she flaps her wings and <laughs> the man runs out of the room, which I get again. Well, yeah. <laughs> she's embarrassed him. And this made it clear that Michael's got to do something about <laughs> his mom. She, she's seconds after doing that chicken dance, she's asleep in the chair. It's, it's, it's time to do something about this alcohol issue. Michael calls Michael calls the meeting, and then back at the model home, Michael and Lindsay are talking in the episode. I think Lindsay is probably the only main character, as she often is in this episode, that kind of gets short-served. She yeah. gets a little bit of a thing later in the episode, but she kind of just shows up here and there. Yeah, that's and like you said, as is the as is the normal all the time. Now this show does a great job of like giving each character something to do on a very mm-hmm. consistent basis, but I think they definitely give. Tobias more than Lindsay on a regular basis as well, which is hard not to. Everyone gets a lot, and then Lindsay and maybe get a little bit less. Mm -hmm. So Lindsay and Michael are talking about what to do with their mother, and it cuts to the last time they tried to have an intervention, (laughs) and everyone poured themselves a drink. They wanted to be drunk in case their mother uh, retaliates against them. They all want to be in the right mood for it. It's totally, uh, they're calling it intervention, but it's pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. They're all alcoholics that can't 
uh, function through an intervention without being drunk themselves. <laughs> Do we have anything single malt? It's under. It's really understated how Jason Bateman, even though Michael is the quote unquote like grounded character of the show, mm-hmm. his line deliveries and facial expressions are so funny all the time. He's hilarious. He knows really well how to milk like a pause. Yeah, he does, and I think like. You know, people, and myself included, I love The Office, give, like, John Krasinski a lot of credit because of his, you know, gym face, things like that. Michael does that all the time in a great way, and his is not at a camera. It's at the person who's talking, and it's it's mm-hmm. just as good, and I think it's even funnier it's a lot of It's just like time. a moment to himself where you, and he, you can see him sink into his head of, like, what's what have I done? Or, yeah. <laughs> what is my life? And then we get a flash forward from that, and the intervention didn't work. It, it turned into one of the Bluth family's best parties. You have a prawlin. It says on the closed caption here that Job says, you're a mesh, but I thought when I heard it, I thought he was like, you're a bitch. Oh, no, I, I heard mesh. Trying to say mess, I get it. Yeah. Now. Also, there- Tobias is in the, uh, in the fireplace. Yep, he's in the fireplace waving. <laughs> it turned into one of the Bluth's better family parties, Everyone's having a good time. Tobias dancing is like he's on speed or something. Yeah. He just can't stop grooving at all. Same with Buster, who's just really going at that piano. And Buster, at this point, had never had alcohol or anything before, so he is just high on life. On the energy everyone else is putting on. Tickling those ivories. And then at at the end of the night, it it always takes a turn. Tobias is crying, but still, as Buster plays the piano, kind of like somberly. (laughs) Really funny. I like Job's line here when Michael asks why he hasn't been around when he says he was going to be out for the holidays, meaning spring break. <laughs> it's spring break. Spring break. Job might be my favorite character, but I I like this Job a lot. show is so impossible to pick a favorite character because they've mm-hmm. all every single character has reasons to be the favorite character. It's one of the most evenly divided sitcom casts ever. Oh, every totally. character is so funny and bizarre in their own way. Most sitcoms have normal people and then one or two kind of wild cards, but yeah. Arrested Development is all wild cards, and Michael, who thinks he has it all together, but, but doesn't. is one of them <laughs> just the same. Job is upset. He won't be able to enjoy spring break because Philip Litt, uh, a jerk, filmed his magic show where he messed up and put it on a DVD. His one magic off. show flub yeah. of his life and career. Kicks off Job's <laughs> thing for this. We see clips of his failed attempt. The way he like, I'm a little teapot while he walks backwards with a <laughs> knife in his mouth is really good. Job's just such a showman in his I would mind, love to he? see a Joe Bluth magic show in its entirety. I don't know if I would either. I said I would. I would love I know. to. I, I know, but I don't know if I would. I think I'd enjoy it. I think I'd enjoy it, but the novelty would wear off pretty fast. Also, here's a question. How the hell did Girls Gone Wild exist? That Mm. guy got in trouble for filming underage girls, right? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it still does. Yikes. I'm going to look it up. Because, like, that was, like, a thing when we were growing up. We say this because here we get girls with low self-esteem. It's the DVD that Job's magic flub was put onto. Yeah, for any kids that watch this and don't quite understand or remember... There used to be a series of DVDs that would come out every year called Girls Gone Wild, where this guy would go down to Spring Break or Vegas or Mardi Gras and stuff, and he would give girls 
I don't know if they actually got money, but he filmed them taking their tops off and then put it on DVDs for people to watch at home. Okay, Girls Gone Wild kept making films until 2011. Yikes. In 2013, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which sounds right. Mm-hmm. And then in 2014, the company was sold to Bang Bros, which also sounds ah, right. Ah, that tracks. Bang Bros, uh, makers of the popular series Bang Bus. Yeah, because all the girls who would willingly take off their top in front of a camera aren't going to do it for a t-shirt or a hat anymore. They're going to no. go make thousands of dollars off of all their high school friends on OnlyFans. Exactly. And that's America. It, it, it quite literally is. Yeah, girls with low self-esteem. Job ended Mr. up on Magician. it because his... Yeah, I like the sign. It says Mr. Magician Job, but it's gob. Just like it, if you showed up and saw that man. Yeah, it's gob. And that sign. It said, or two flubs or whatever. There were seven flubs. <laughs> with the milk falling down his shirt and him just continuing to groove like he doesn't even notice it. We get him signing the contract to be a part of the DVD, and we see Zach Braff's character in this episode for the first time. He's the guy behind Girls with Low Self-Esteem. And he does that thing where he rubs Job on the shoulder and acts like they're not going to use the footage where he messed up, but of course they are. That's What else would they use? Yeah, I feel like Zach Braff kind of looks like the Girls Gone Wild guy, if I remember correctly. I don't know what the Girls Gone Wild guy looked like. I just Googled Girls Gone Wild guy. When his Joe character... Francis. Oh. Is he still alive? Yeah. I can't... Well, they turned down my brightness. He's a little more okay. tr- conventionally handsome than Zach Braff, but I don't know if I, I don't know about that. <laughs> his face looks weirdly proportioned. Yeah. Is he, did he ever go to jail? Ah, he did go to jail. So fun facts. Into the, the, the annals of Girls Gone Wild history here. Um <laughs> Spent some time in jail. Okay, I don't care about this. Don't care, don't care, don't care. Ah, he, over the years, has been accused of tax evasion, bribery, Mm. false Mm. imprisonment, assault, dissuading a witness, uh, record-keeping violations. That's the 18-year-old thing. Um, And then pleaded no contest to accusations of child abuse and prostitution. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Lots of fun. Lots of fun. And then he beat R. Kelly to the punch. He was keeping women imprisoned in his house years before Robert did it. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe not. Well, as far as we know, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I like how when Zach Braff tells Job that he's not going to let him embarrass himself, Job can't help but embarrass himself and, like, hits (laughs) his breast and and the bird in his pocket dies and he asks if if he knows a good bird hospital. The running joke of Job killing all his, like, magician animals never is not funny the one where he's in the pet shop and he just slams into the door <laughs> what's your return policy <laughs> then Go tobias back to from the came. from the fireplace he's sulking and says well at least you didn't get a bad review like you did for scandal makers who apparently review said if if tobias is who george senior is let's hope he remains missing <laughs> And he's just chilling in the fireplace. He's, he's in the laying fireplace. down in there. He's, he's like a cat. He's got yeah. soot all over him. 
But the press loved Dave Attell for his cutoffs while, while while playing Tobias, and then the narrator explains that they they did it because of Tobias being an ever nude, but television audiences didn't quite understand that because the narrator sucks and he didn't explain <laughs> shit. But we know about it because our narrator is good. Exactly. And Job just writes him off. He's like, no, mine's worse. You should have seen. <laughs> He's really upset, and he says, they were laughing at me. Me, which causes what I think is lighter fluid, right? It looks like <laughs> Dude, milk. lighter fluid or milk? It looks like milk, but I would imagine. Why would it be milk? I, why? I don't know. <laughs> why would it be milk? Why would it be lighter fluid? Because he, like, moves his hand, and it'll be like the fireball. Well, that's his least consistent trick. <laughs> <laughs> Illusion illusions dad tricks are what a whore does for money uh, but whatever he 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 says they were laughing at me me and it makes his thing go off and then we get a shot of every family member laughing at him because <laughs> even tobias who's even tobias it's, it's it's awful not to Lindsay has heard a little bit about girls with low self-esteem and it upsets her uh that women are being tricked into taking their tops off which in this day and age people might have been no you prude you should what come on it's fine but when actually yeah yeah it's pretty terrible yeah. Like, hey, you want 20 bucks? Show me your boobs. Wait, are you 18? He says after filming them naked. Well, I just had that just gave me deja vu to our first conversation with each other. Yeah, it went pretty much like that. So I did not ask for Zach's age because I, I did not get $20. <laughs> Both true. Another ingenious editing cut, how Lindsay says she has a daughter that she doesn't want corrupted by the media. And then we cut to how maybe is more corrupted by the media than any of them because she's working <laughs> as a Hollywood movie studio exec, which is so ridiculous. This was such so a funny, funny like thing. And I liked it because maybe didn't get a whole lot. Going on other than the fact that George Michael liked her, right? Wanted to bang her. Yeah. yeah. This was a storyline that was just her own, and it's really funny. All of her interactions with people uh, while she works here with, I think, what's the character's name? The This man. I know he's played by a man named Jeff Garland who shows yeah, up in I a lot of stuff. Yeah, I only think of him as Jeff Garland. He's been on Wizards of Waverly Place. He was like their uncle or something. Mm-hmm. I, I saw they don't reference it much in this episode, but the, the script that maybe is trying to improve by observing Spring Break throughout this episode is called The Young Man on the Beach, and they reference in an earlier episode that it's uh, a modern-day reboot of The Old Man and the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> but they ditched The Old Man, and they went with a beach instead. Which is kind of how, like, a lot of movies do. They're like, oh, well, this is based on this Shakespearean play, but it has nothing to fucking do with it at all. (laughs) Based on Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Okay, Amanda Bynes. I think you just made She's the Man and got embarrassed about it, so you wanted to... I love She's the Man. I love Amanda Bynes. Yeah, I hope she's doing well. I hope so, too. She seems like she was after that whole I hope she's doing better. Remember when Amanda Bynes' notoriety was that she was... Like, tweeting every day for Drake to please have sex with her? Yeah. I wonder if they ever did. I doubt Drake's it. Drake's just waiting around for Millie Bobby Brown. I think he's pretty hard in the Millie Bobby camp. Hmm. Come on the show. Let's talk about it. We're Any getting of into three. some sordid topics today. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's hope we're that we're up- not arrested for our development. So, yeah. Stepping right over that. 
maybe is being set up on her thing this week where she's going to observe spring break and learn how cool teenagers actually talk to make the script better. And there's the little exchange where he kind of flirts with maybe. Is that what's happening? I thought he was talking about like a line that she had in there. Says, I'm not drunk, but I'm willing to be. Hint. And then the blackmail thing. Oh, no, uh, he did say that to her. Maybe says that he's going to be really easy to blackmail and he just leaves. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't realize that she's a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, they do some pull some jokes like that in mm-hmm. this storyline. That's a little... I don't know if they'd be able to do some of the sexually edged stuff nowadays. It'd or if be they a little tough. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to Lindsay, still upset about the girls with low self-esteem, talking about what she can do about it. Uh, Job brings out the... Well, she must just be jealous because she's a surfboard. But but he agrees that the guy's a pig, <laughs> even though he just called his absolutely beautiful sister, sister a surfboard. A surfboard, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay instinctively hits him when he says that, obviously, and then more milk lighter fluid comes out. I'd like to think that it's somehow both. Michael tries to segue it back to talking about their mother and how he really wants to get her into rehab. Tobias says she won't go willingly, and they all make suggestions, or they're talking about what they should do. And Job says he has a suggestion, but Mm. it's that Lindsay should get breast implants. And it has nothing to do with rehab for their mother. (laughs) (laughs) So Lindsay hits him again, and it sets off the milk lighter fluid stuff even more. And he says, come on, this stuff is expensive. That doesn't help any on deciding what it is. No, it doesn't. If you're going through milk like that, that would be expensive, just like I'm sure lighter fluid would Mm -hmm. be too. Write us in, everyone. Milk or lighter what, my fluid. Milk or lighter fluid. Everyone's favorite game. Send it in. <laughs> win a prize. <laughs> Will, come on the show and talk about it. Yeah, was it milk, milk or, or lighter, lighter fluid? fluid? America needs to know. <laughs> so as usual, Michael's kind of realizing that... It, yeah, it, Michael's kind of realizing that if he wants anything to happen here, he's going to have to be the one that does it. It's uh, Why does he even try anymore to ask his family to help? It's true. It's always a mistake. So he walks into his mother's apartment, and his mother is using Buster's hook to hack away at a chunk of ice <laughs> to break it up. And he brings in a surprise for her, making her think that he's going to take her away on a spot getaway. The prize that was being given away makes makes Lucille think that she's won it when she hasn't won anything. They were going to give it to an employee this week at the spot and use it as like a photo op. But Michael is now just using it as a con to get Lucille into rehab. But it, but it works. Usually Lucille's pretty clever, but this seems to work that, that she really Gets thinks right they're going over to her, a spot. Yeah. Lucille mentions how embarrassed she is about her uh, little incident at the meeting earlier and how she thinks maybe she wasn't supposed to drink with her medication. And then we find out that it wasn't even her medication. It was Buster's. For I, phantom the, hand pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must be a doctor feel good. Oh, yeah. He talks. She talks about who she's going to take. She thinks maybe Oscar. Michael says that he wants to take her and they can spend the week together, which you can see in Lucille's face that that makes her really happy to have some time with her son. And then Buster pops up <laughs> in the background. And it's really funny how he's worried about being alone and he doesn't think that they should go. But as soon as he realizes that he'll be alone with the Roomba for a week, that's fine. You can go wherever you want. I'm good. <laughs> Buster is so funny. I know we've talked about this a hundred thousand times, but you need to watch Veep. Oh sure, I would love to. Yeah, there Tony Hale shots. is maybe. I don't want to say he's better on Veep, but he might be better on Veep. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
There's so many funny moments of Lucille walking in <laughs> on Buster in bed with another person. It's been, it happened with Lucille too. It happened with uh, Lupe. Lupe, and come on the show, ha- Lupe. Or like, and then it happened with this robot in a previous episode, mm-hmm. and that makes me think of Lucille yelling at the robot like she does Lupe. She yells yeah. in that voice, "Robot, like come pick this up." <laughs> We get a little security camera footage to see the incident that ha- uh, occurs when Lucille is taken into rehab. And later on in the episode, we see another perspective of this with Oscar there. Mm-hmm. Is he there in this? Do we no, see him? Is it planned not yet. early? There's uh, no. Okay. That happens later on. So Michael's signing papers for his mother on the security camera. She realizes it's rehab and runs away. Michael chases after, and the security guards also chase after her really violently. Michael takes her to the ground. Yeah, Michael tackles her this first time. And I like we see later when this happens that when Oscar is a little bit uh, not so sure about it, it's like these security guards at this rehab place are just always ready to jolt and chase after someone. What do they work at Anderson High School? But um. It's funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see, like, I remember one time they, like, full-on, like, chokeslammed a kid. I do not remember that. Yeah. Was it because they were fighting or something? Uh, This kid was, like, about to fight someone, and then they, like, slammed I him. definitely, now that you mention it like that, I definitely remember whenever there was a fight that mm-hmm. it would be usually broken up very aggressively oh, by yeah. a police officer. Anyway, we're getting into some sultry stuff this week. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's what you do to me, baby. That's a 10. Back in the model home in the attic, Kitty has shown up and revealed herself to George Sr. We haven't seen Kitty in a little while. Mm-hmm. And Kitty is a really annoying character on this show, but she's definitely supposed to be. Yeah. She she does it great. Kitty has realized that George Sr. probably isn't dead and that he's not in jail <laughs> because of the Scandal Makers episode and Tobias's line uh, made her realize that she's probably hiding out in this attic. She figured it out, just like everyone else who watched Scandal Makers. Yeah. <laughs> and the narrator, again, has to call out the shitty narrator of Scandal Makers. Like, notice how she figured it out because of what Tobias said, not because of what the narrator <laughs> said. And they talk about, you know, obviously we've already talked about the Mexico episode, Good mm-hmm. Grief. Uh, George Sr. abandoned Kitty in Mexico, and, and she thought that George Sr. was dead. Yeah, and and George Senior tries to make up for it. He tries to apologize, and she's just crazy. There's not a lot going on here. She's taking charge now. She's the one in power. Uh, maybe George Senior never gives her that power that she wanted, but she's taken it here in this situation from him, and she's kidnapping the man. And George Senior <laughs> has a life that he's built in the attic with his dolls and his plate of little cookies, and he's sad to leave it behind. There are people who depend on him. There'll be nothing without him. I love how all the dolls are like angled in, like looking almost at them talking. Like they're like, hey, are we going to get those There's so not? many good George Sr. in the attic moments. Of mm-hmm. course, there's he's talking to Michael and he's like, I don't let them tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't let them tell me <laughs> what to do. Or another time someone comes in and it's like, oh, Polly. He's like, that one's Polly. <laughs> So George Sr. says he's not going to go, and Kitty says if he doesn't comply, that she's going to give away a cooler of evidence against him that she has, and it'd be bad for George Sr. George Sr. says he needs a moment to say goodbye, and he's planning on going. He has a has a heartfelt goodbye with his new friends that he's made. They never get to finish their dominoes game. It's very Which sad. Which is tough, yeah. 
Maybe you and George Michael are working at the banana stand together, and it's a way for maybe to do some research and figure out how guys talk for the movie. And guys definitely don't talk like this. Not the ones that, you know, maybe in mid-2000s Florida on spring break. This is California. Not Florida, California. Same, same, same country. I want the hot chick to serve me. Don't we all? That's just not the way it goes. No, never is. We all in, we all want the hot chick to serve us, but end up with the Michael Sarahs. Yeah. Hey, you know, Michael Sarah could be a hot chick if he. Michael Sarah, <laughs> I love the man. He was honestly like a good-looking kid. Yeah. But he has grown up strangely. He looks like the same, but with you remember that movie that he was in, uh, Youth and Revolt. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, he looks like that. He looks like the like. Re- uh, the rebellious version of with him the from mustache that movie. yeah it's like the old it, he have you seen this is the end yeah where he's it's doing like he's and... turned into that version of himself yeah, he looks he be, the more you see him and especially in season four and five of arrested development where they try to make it look like it happened just after season three or something yeah, like that and weird. then in season five they try to make it look like it happened just after season four six <laughs> years ago it, he looks more and more like a shadow person <laughs> he does this is the end, by the way, that I think is a garbage movie. Oh, I could not disagree more. I like the first half, and then I, I think really, it, it's really unfunny. I really love that movie. I really liked the first half. I would love to have that argument with you sometime. I would. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about I agree the that this. Movie. Yeah, I agree that the second half gets ridiculous, but it still made me laugh. Mm. I haven't watched it in a long time, though. Maybe it would be worth revisiting. That yeah, would be I, I would watch it again because I really, really enjoyed the first half of the movie. And then I think I was like, huh. I was also watching it with my mom, so maybe that's why I hated it. Maybe you would enjoy it more, you know, if you uh, partook in a little bit of the, the, devil's, uh, the devil's grape leaves. Okay. And uh, for, remember that you were a little bit disappointed the first time and mm-hmm. that you don't have any expectations, and you'll probably think it's funny. I'll give it a go. <laughs> so George Michael's ready to boot up and honor his his cousin and and stand up for her, but maybe it's just what other words would you use to describe me? And George Michael's interaction is really funny. You can't touch you your can't cousin. You can't touch your cousin. My, My cousin. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> when he says all the guys be coming on to Anne, who <laughs> if she was there instead of maybe. Uh, also, shout out to May Whitman. Maybe That's really her name, right? Dodged a bullet there. Yeah, May Whitman. Yeah, Angel. she's really funny. She is really funny. She's been. I saw recently suggested to me on YouTube a video clip from like Rosie O'Donnell's talk show of May Whitman when she was like had to be like six. Wow. And it was like her first uh, her first talk show appearance. Wow. Rosie, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Rosie, let's talk about May. <laughs> We know so, you're Rosie, listening. you interviewed Mae Whitman when she was six. What was that like? I'm like, how did you get in my house? <laughs> uh, you uh, sang a song on, on Sesame Street Live uh, on DVD the air. one time about, you know, not wanting to live on the moon. Can we talk about that? Rosie, you're not that famous anymore. Let's talk about it. Come on. What's your cameo? 25 bucks? Very near the banana stand, uh, Girls with Low Self-Esteem video is being shot. In Newport Beach. Newport Beach. I always love the way that they tie these stories together, how you can just pull the camera away from the banana stand and there's another world just feet away from them involving other characters. Zach Braff is trying to get women to show their titties for some hats. 
some real gross behavior. Which but I must say, Braff, so compared to like how sometimes people do it for beads, a hat is a much better prize than yeah. a cheap bead. If I'm showing some skin, I'm getting something that I can wear. I want some socks like, out. Yeah, so, uh, like uh, an item of clothing that's meant to be seen, not something I'll throw away after tonight. I'd hang dong for some socks. If anyone wants to get back at daddy, now's <laughs> the time. What a line. Cut, cut. We got and a surfboard. And then Lindsay shows up. Yeah, we got a surfboard in the shot. Cut, cut. How mean. That's so funny. That's a always sunny D kind of joke. Yeah, almost. it is. Because Lindsay's beautiful. Yeah. But we got a surfboard in the shot. Come on. And Lindsay's <laughs> there to be a mom and to be a party ruiner and to stop them from taking advantage of these girls. I think she found like three or four women to like put on shirts and march with her. And I refuse to call him anything but, but Zach Braff is really clever with this Mm -hmm. because he's like, you know what? I like it. I like your energy. You're hot. Give her a hat, Barry. But it's (laughs) to get her to shut the up because he's probably used to stuff like this happening. And this is a way to dissuade the situation real fast. Yeah, give her a hat. But Lindsay's not backing down. I want you to leave these women alone. Good for, good for Lindsay. But Zach Braff, the monster, is giving these women a chance to be immortalized. And it's an opportunity these women are never going to have again, he says. <laughs> Just, so mean. It's a make or break moment in all of these women's lives. When did Lindsay get these shirts made? <laughs> That's a good point. And the signs. Yeah. And one of the girls is like, oh, I want to be idolized and lifts her protest <laughs> shirt up to show her boobies. Eileen, stop it. Lindsay tries to make them stop, but they've been taken up by the energy. Uh, people just feed on attention and stuff, and they're being given attention and stuff. And yeah, this is no way to get your daddies to notice you. Cut to Lindsay's daddy being very nearby, not <laughs> noticing her. And by he's locked up in what appears to be a hotel room by Kitty, and he is continuing to be yelled at at, at Kitty. He was promised power. She was promised power and a baby. And she's going to take care of it on her own. She takes a ransom photo of George Sr. Very embarrassing. Bad news for George Sr. Mm-hmm. Guy can't catch a break. But he is kind of, you know. You know. You never promise crazy a baby. Which, man, I have uh, gotten myself in over my head on that one. Steven could pop any day. Yeah, you made a mistake there, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of our dedicated fans to make one. You know how they'll make little animations of, like, Turk and JD, like JD yeah. being pregnant and like Turk at the hot. I want someone to make one of those of us. So I'd let's love get some, it. Let's get some homoerotic fan art of us, uh, of Steven or I giving birth to the other's baby and like like drawings of us raising them. I'd love that. I'd hang them that. on my wall. I'd put it on yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, if you send us in that art, we will heavily feature it on this audio-only podcast. Yeah, well, we have YouTube viewers. I care about you. George Sr. is alone. He misses his wife, but probably more he misses the misses the dolls. <laughs> and they liken that to what Buster's going through, Home Alone, and how he's spending this time. And I love how they used the Mother yep, Boy song underneath this montage. Mm-hmm. Mother Boy. <laughs> I think we could take some pretty good Mother Boy pictures. Abs- I think we did. I think we yeah. have recently. Well, if we who's going to be the mother in our things? I I'm a little taller. That's true. I can be the boy. I'll gladly be your boy. Okay, I'll gladly be your mother. Mm. Mhm. 
Buster starts by putting Cheetos out for the Roomba to clean out, and then he, I don't know, he he rolls around on Lucille's bed. It, it's total. You're a kid. You're home alone. You can do whatever you want, but there's really nothing to do, so you're yeah. bored pretty immediately. He goes to the kitchen, thinks that wine box is a huge juice box, which I don't exactly buy that Lucille would have box wine. It's far beneath her. Man, they called it her emergency wine, but she would have emergency oh, bottles sure. of wine. Oh, sure. I guess that's true. Yeah, a bottle would stay just the same, maybe yep. even better. But it tracks Ooh. for this joke to get Buster drunk, and then he, he's singing, Mama's humming up, Mama's humming And he's humping the air and... and Biting having some issues with a coconut. It's really funny. You can throw just about anything at Tony Hale and he'll make it funny. Yep. Michael gets to meet again with Cal Cullen despite all odds after what happened before and 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 mentions that her the thing with his mom was a uh, was a blip and that he's getting help now or that she's getting help now and then we <laughs> see another shot of her being forced and and screaming into rehab. Yeah. <laughs> It was extremely moving when she finally admitted that she has a problem. Then there's her running again after Michael. <laughs> I said earlier down. in my trivia question I was wrong. Shady Pines isn't the name of the settlement. Shady Pines is the name of the rehab clinic, which gets us into because uh, she said he says, "Oh, I thought well, you asked." I said development or something like that. Uh, I knew Maybe what you it, meant. Okay, but <laughs> this brings up the Sugarfoot moment, which I think is a beautiful moment. They used to film Sugarfoot up there, and Michael just goes, no! No. Just the most forced excited ever. I loved it. We get the little TV guide thing. What? Let's... By Corsican. The Corsican. Corsican. Is tonight's episode on September 13th of Sugarfoot. By trying to make peace between two feuding brothers, Sugarfoot jeopardizes his own life. Starring Tom Brewster, Harry Shannon, Mala Powers, Paul... Cerny and, and Jacques, Jacques Abouchon, followed by Bugs Bunny and Friends and In college color. preparatory English. Nice. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll sing the theme song of Sugarfoot along with me. Sugarfoot. Yeah, Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Yes. Easy loping cattle folk. Sugarfoot. Carefree as the tumbleweed. Oh, what the hell? You're a good kid. Let's make the deal. And I love Michael's just trying to keep up, doing such a bad job. He's trying so hard. These these are the moments that make me really like Michael as a character. Yeah. He's trying so hard, and he's so pathetic. His pain faces. Hacha! It's like, oh, what the hell? You're a good kid. Let's make the deal. And good for Michael. He really needed this win. But as it happens, Kitty shows up, flashes her titties. <laughs> oh, they're crooked. So Michael remembers. <laughs> oh, they're crooked. <laughs> to say that she's kidnapped Michael's father, I like that the cameraman, because technically Arrested Development is a filmed by a documentary crew yeah. type show, but they call next to zero attention to it, mm-hmm. and except for here where a cameraman even covers the camera to save us from having to see Kitty without her shirt on. <laughs> oh, they're crooked. Kitty has a cooler full of evidence, and Michael's father, it'll bring down this corrupt company. It's the worst thing to happen to Michael right when he was about to make this great deal. And unless Michael's mom meets Kitty at senior tadpoles, <laughs> stuff's going down. Spring break, everybody. You know what I thought 
of Kitty's appearance in this week's episode. Huh. So Kitty and Job were sexually intertangled for a second, and it's that mm-hmm. really funny bit of Job just hating every second of it. Yeah. I almost think that Job and Kitty should have ended up together. I thought that would have been really funny. Because they've got such a manic, crazy energy that I think they could have seen good things in each other. Well, yeah, and Job could every day arrive in front of his family and say, I f*** Kitty. Yeah. I f*** Kitty. (laughs) There's another episode where Job sets Michael on a date with a really ugly woman played by a man. I'm pretty sure played by Principal Figgins. And her name's like Abba Shamar or something. And, and, oh, my and, God. And <laughs> Job has sex with her because he thinks it's what Michael wanted. And it's like, I f***ed Abba Shamar. Abba Shamar. Like, Why? <laughs> yeah. Isn't, doesn't he also um, – no, he doesn't end up sleeping with Anne, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does sleep yeah. with Anne. Yeah, he does. They oh, get engaged. Boy. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, they get engaged. They appear. Because George Michael finds her on his boat, and and Job appears on the Christian program as it is such as also <laughs> is such unto you or something like that. Anyway, this oh, episode, God. Michael shows up in the attic to see if his dad's really gone, and and there's this really uh, serious shot that zooms in on each of the dolls and on Michael's face to to what's going on, what happened to dad. <laughs> And then he receives a call that Buster has been found drunk. How was he found? He was just in the apartment. What do you think he did? I have no idea. He must have found his way out in the hallway. (laughs) He's like a stray cat that snuck out or something. Yeah. (laughs) But Buster feels good. He's better off without his mom. He's got the coconut stuck to his hook, so that'll be an issue. Yeah. But Michael wants to bring bring their mom back, and Buster's like, oh, God. (laughs) Good. (laughs) And they make a plan on how... And with Lindsay and Buster and all, we we we're, we're forming a brain trust to figure out what to do with the Lucille situation. She just got into rehab, but now we need her out to meet at this bar to uh, save their family. <laughs> I also love that you can kind of already see uh, Tobias's head in the fireplace a second ago when they're over there. So he's, he's just waiting. Yeah, you can kind of see right behind Lindsay. Job's disappointed that the lady he's checking out at spring break is his mother. And we get <laughs> this amazing interaction uh, that leads to the mom still got it. I don't date whores. <laughs> A great Will Arnett delivery. He just snaps. And Lindsay is really on it. She's still fed up. Yeah. She's fed up. This this objectification of women must be stopped. And <laughs> Michael, it's just mom and whores. <laughs> That's a really funny line. It and is. Lindsay also, comes good up for Lindsay because Lindsay normally doesn't stay on things this long. She normally would have yeah, given up right. by now. She is, she's fighting through. Good for you, And she Lindsay. comes up with the idea of men with low self-esteem. Let's see if we can get men to take off their pants, see how it feels. And Tobias is very excited about this idea, <laughs> so he <laughs> steps out of the fireplace once again. That is a great, uh, that is a great social statement. I shall get the video camera. This is right for parody. This is right. He just wants to see boys' linuses. I love that they <laughs> use that word for penis. It's so funny. Right. It's such a good word. Mm-hmm. Ripe for parody. There's a really great pause where they all are quiet for a second. They let set in what just happened, and then Michael goes, here we go. And then they all start to leave. <laughs> and so Michael went back to see his mom, and we get another found footage security moment. 
Somebody's trying to escape. Another person trying to escape and being tackled is just commonplace. That's how everyone gets into <laughs> this place. And we get a little scene of Lucille in her rehab room with Michael. Uh, Lucille is mean as ever, even in rehab and sober. And Michael explains that Kitty wants them to meet at a bar and that she'll give up evidence if she doesn't go. And Lucille turns it back around on him, obviously, like, oh, so you trust me enough to go to a bar? What's going to happen? But Michael has no choice. He wants to save the family, as always, and gets Lucille to agree to go to the bar. The only thing that she says that she needs if it's going to happen is then that Michael and her will have to spend a spa getaway together, which is a little (laughs) sweet. It's cute. And Michael turns it around to a self-esteem thing. You have high self-esteem, right? (laughs) But rehab because he wants to make sure that anyone's self-esteem. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wants to make sure that she's not going to be taking. That she's her not going to be taking her top <laughs> off anytime soon. Spring break. Spring break. Joe comes in very excited and says, "We need to go. I've I've set up a diversion." And then we get when Oscar is brought in. He uses Oscar as a diversion. I'd like to check my uncle in for rehab. I thought we were. <laughs> Oscar thought they were buying some <laughs> pants. So he sets up for Oscar to get caught by the guards to distract them, so he can hop behind the desk and black out the cameras so they can get Lucille out. <laughs> Even though Job's showing his own face so his clearly. Own face. We cut two senior tadpoles. Lucille and Kitty have made the table together. They're they're having this big business meeting. Lucille just looks fabulous. Yeah. What an outfit. Her fashion just fabulous old lady outfit. Mm-hmm. Just fabulous. What Kitty wants from Lucille is material given to her that would allow her to have a son from George Sr. Gross. Yuck. But she's right because we get a little <laughs> cut away that George Sr. was taking a hair growth drug and he 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 thought that it would it would harm his fertility. So he saved some of his semen in case he ever wanted to have a kid again. Yeah, I got fair. some saved for you just in case. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already with child. Well. And so are you. Uh, twins. News came out that the drug that he was using for his hair uh, kind of worked, and we see it that it gave him, like, stubble all over his face <laughs> but no hair on his head, and it wreaked havoc on the central nervous system. I didn't exactly get why this led to the monkey pill joke. Did you? Um, I don't know if it's just because it, like, made his arm do, like, some monkey shit or because it, like, made him hairy like a monkey on the face. Yeah. I wasn't totally sure. That might be it. Mm-hmm. Lucille gets interested though when Kitty because Kitty says you can just do it yourself you got George Sr. I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. have sex with whoever but he, he won't touch her he said he doesn't cheat on his wife anymore and Lucille treats it like it's the sweetest most swoon thing she's had <laughs> in a long time the bartender announces drinking contest and I love how this bartender now interjects all the time throughout the scene yeah. to yell things when <laughs> stuff happens <laughs> And Lucille makes a deal. Of course, she ends up drinking at this bar. Makes a deal with Kitty that they'll drink for it. Kitty's heard that Lucille doesn't hold her liquor so well anymore. But we'll see what happens. You know, never trust Lucille Booth. She, Lucille Booth. Lucille Bluth. She takes the shot, downs it, just <laughs> one off tray. But that one didn't count. <laughs> Man, what a badass moment That's that is. That's badass. We get a really funny scene after that. Job and Michael meet up in the pool area outside of the hotel where George Sr. is being kept. And Job shows up with a replica of the cooler that holds the evidence so they can switch it out and and get get their dad out and replace the evidence. (laughs) And 
Michael doesn't quite understand what his point is, but Job really needed this to feel better about his magician skills. So he just is like, oh, sure, Michael, such a how do you do that? <laughs> and I like when Michael says, uh-huh, he does this, like, speed it up kind of thing. Like, come on, just get it out. Tell me what you're yeah. saying. But, yeah, they're going to switch out the cooler, uh, the evidence cooler, so they can take the evidence. They'll also take their dad, and they'll get out of there. Kitty comes back. Everything's normal. It's like they were never there. But Michael uh, understands. But dad's gone. Long gone. But it buys us all the time in the world. I got it back, Mikey. The self-confidence. I am a magician. I'm saying when, when Kitty comes back, notices the dad's gone, first thing she's going to do is check the cooler, see if the evidence is still there. Buys us, like, one second. I am a worthless magician. Not true. No, I no, can't even on, do one no, simple please. trick. I'm covered in sweat. Look at It's me. a great trick. I'm surprised Michael says not true. You think Michael would be like, yes, yes, yes you are. Correct. <laughs> Would have been flawless if he had a decoy dad, too. And he literally did, and he just he wasted it on the rehab. There's a... And the guy... My last bait and switch. There's a really great... If you look at the top left camera, this cop takes out his nightstick right before like it cuts away, where he's about to just like start whooping on Oscar. That's a running joke on Arrested Development. So Whenever good. there's a yeah. cop, one of them jumps with, <laughs> jumps with a nightstick. Really funny. I love it. Joe leaves because he's no longer needed here, but Michael gets him back on board and makes him feel better. The extra second that it makes, that extra cooler might make all the difference. And then Joe says, okay, great. Just give me a couple of minutes to catch my breath. They need The extra second will do so much, but he needs like five minutes first to catch his breath. Such a good Sits joke. down, and then I Sits love the way he the gestures cooler. to the people playing in the pool. God, I love Joe Bluth. What an idiot. He's so funny. What a sweet little idiot. Minutes out of rehab. Now we've got the drinking competition has continued. It looks like Kitty and Lucille are both five or six shots deep. Oof. And they're both holding strong, but Lucille is solid. She grabs a glass of wine for like an in-between <laughs> shots and says, let me know when you're ready, dear. And then the bartender from the back, she's mixing. <laughs> and then right outside the bar, something else is going on. George Michael and maybe are still working at the banana stand, maybe still trying to get information uh, for her movie, and we get talk about how when she says bananas and nuts, it makes people giggle. She's looking for more, for more responses so she can write more down. She's just been getting the giggling out of everyone she's tried, I'm sure, and, and says, do you have any other reactions to, to the simple high school or college spring break guy? And he just, woo, woo! and laughs and goes away with his banana. Pretty stupid. Why yeah. are we even going after this idiot demographic? Super stupid. Men are stupid. Men are dumb. And I'm one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. And Mike, George Michael, they're not even <laughs> eating these. They just like saying <laughs> nanners and nuts. But I won't I w- tell you why. That's your father's job. <laughs> Cut to, come on, let's see some bananas and nuts. Perhaps we should just pull their pants off. Zach Braff shows up to be like, yo, man, you guys are stepping on my turf. What do you think you're doing? Uh, they they pose that they're a new competition for him because they're making their own video, Lindsay says. Zach Braff tries to calm them down and, and says just because Lindsay's ashamed of her body doesn't mean that everyone should be. God. Do you think that's what's going on here? I, I don't. don't. Think Lindsay's ashamed of her body at all. No. Lindsay thinks I, she's hot. Yeah, I think she's just doing a weird version of the right thing, right? Yeah. It, it Yeah, she's tr- trying to do the right thing i think <laughs> she wants them to not do the wrong thing i know that yes. much yes 
Tobias steps up to Zach Braff and says, well, let's see how you feel about what you're packing since it's just nudity, no big deal. And when he rips off Zach Braff's clothes, he's (laughs) never nude. He's got cutoffs. And honestly, it's a joke that just is a joke about never nudes and it's a running thing. But also, it's kind of deep. Mm -hmm, Let's hear it. If you think about what men expect out of women Uh and then then what they feel themselves and how closed off and... And, and ashamed of their own sexuality they are, but they expect women to be dripping in sexuality for them at all times while True. putting up with all of the little things that we're ashamed of that we don't want anyone to talk about. Absolutely true. That Right? That's I, I don't know if that's yeah. on purpose, but this is a smart enough show that it might have been. That it might have been on purpose, yeah. <gasps> You're a never nude? You're asking girls to take their tops off and you can't even be naked? I gotta get this. Lindsay? I've already got it. I'm back in the cutoffs. Lindsay. Lindsay just storms off. And then Braff and Tobias just kind of bond over it. There's no malice. They're they're like in this it's like they're in the same sorority. Did you go to the seminar on chafing? Michael and Job are walking through the hotel trying to find the room that their dad is in. Uh, they're not really having luck because it's really crowded and full of spring breakers. But then they hear howling. Is well, because uh, Job, Job howls, and then his father howls as well. Oh, they've got a little mating call mm-hmm. like, to Because Job other. was like, I should be enjoying spring break. Howl! And then he hears a howling. They save their dad, and the dad's really grateful for a second. And, and Michael says, well, Job has the handcuff key, so it'll just be a second. And the <laughs> nice moment barely lasts because we get a really beautiful physical comedy moment of Job belching and retching, trying to get the key up. But, like, while he's smiling <laughs> and patting his brother on the shoulder and, and his, his dad is just so ashamed. And he only swallowed it because he might do a show, like a spontaneous just show, just in case. And his dad just, come on, this is disgusting. And watching George Sr. watch Job do it moments after he, like, saved him. I'm doing this for you. This continued for some time while Michael switched out the coolers. And George Sr. asked the same thing. Why are you switching the coolers? It buys us time? Like, one second. (laughs) (laughs) Michael does try to help Job feel better about himself a lot of the time. Because he's purely doing this just for Job. Yeah. Yes, he does. And... Then, though, they find out that the evidence that they're taking, George Sr. is wanting to keep around and to get out of Kitty because it exonerates him, apparently. I have no idea what this cooler of evidence would entail. Yeah, what could be that And honestly, him? I doubt they knew, the show knew either. No, I don't think it matters. Not. But apparently, this, this, if they can get out with this cooler, it exonerates their dad of, their crime, of, of his crimes, which would be huge. Uh, he was a patsy. He was set up. He, he looks guilty. He looks like he, he committed treason, but he was, like, <laughs> pressured into working with these people instead of, like, doing it selfishly, I suppose. Yeah. That's what he's implying, right? That's what he's claiming. And that's great. Michael's really glad to hear that. And if Job hadn't suggested it as idea, they would have just ditched the, the cooler entirely, probably. Mm-hmm. As they have that aha moment, <laughs> you hear the eh, and a clink, clink. That was a horrible magician. That is a crown, you horse's ass. <laughs> Another really, really funny moment. That's good. Cut back to the bar. Now, maybe, and George Michael are inside. I, I guess they're off work, and, and maybe still wants to look around and see if she can get anything out of the spring breakers. 
But George Michael doesn't really get what's going on with this and is really worried that maybe is selling herself out. And it's, the narrator says that, that George Michael's worried about her, her self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. And he gives this sweet little speech about how he hates seeing guys ruin her life and, and how much better she is than them and, and how awesome she is and all of his feelings come out. And it's a big emotional moment for George Michael. And it is for maybe two, but just because he, she's finally hearing like the, the speech that she's been listening for all time. And George, it's such a sweet little thing from George Michael. He's a sweetie pie. Yeah. She gives George Michael a sad, sexless kiss on the cheek, the type <laughs> of thing that just melts a 15-year-old boy, right? Yeah. Oh. And George Michael thinks that this is a big moment in his, in, his, in his future with his cousin. Yeah. And so he immediately calls up his girlfriend, Anne. And I love the way that he starts the phone call with his girlfriend. Hello, this is George Michael Bluth, gives the <laughs> full name. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of a phone call I once made on your phone, Zach. Oh, tell that story, please. Yeah. Uh, so this is a great... I can't believe we haven't told this on the show. Yeah. Um, one time I was... Late at night, I was at uh, Steak and Shake with Zach, and he had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend at the same time that... Was this when you were dating This is absolutely Lil? when I was dating Lil. Cause at the we same were, time you at were the dating same Lil? Ti- yeah. Had That's to be. Because we were dating them at the same time. Oh, you dated well, this person I dated for much longer. This person longer than you dated Lil, but it might have lined up. At the uh, same well, time. it was show choir season, so I don't know that I was dating Lil actually at this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you had to break up with Lil so you could focus on your on your art. Exactly. Um, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna call and break up with this person for you," and you were like, "Ha ha ha, uh, okay." I was in no way intending on breaking no. up with my girlfriend, and I might have even suggested this. Yeah, it's a possibility. So I call, and it goes to voicemail, because I think she was sick at the time, right, or something like that. But it was also, like, 1 in the morning, so why would she answer her phone? And I, this, is the, this is pretty much exactly the message that I left. Hello, this is Zachary Pruitt. I think we should break up, and then hung up the phone. And then, and not that uh, me and my significant other at this time were... Uh, a dramatic people we, we we were definitely emotional dramatic people and uh my girlfriend at the time saw it and thought it was real and began mm-hmm. having panic attacks and we were stupid dumbass boys with high self-esteem uh yep. laughing our asses off in steak and shake yep you know i don't think that story ended as the as the funny romp that i thought it would well here's the thing it was, it was ridiculous funny. because why would you call and leave a message and say hi, hi this is I'm zach, zach Pruitt. Pruitt. <laughs> and i think we should break up it's not an acad- uh, Al- alcoholics anonymous academics anonymous and al- okay an so alcoholics yeah. anonymous meeting yeah so george michael calls his it girlfriend breaks up with her on the phone Meanwhile, we pan over and see that Kitty's passed out and and <laughs> Lucille's still drinking some wine after Kitty has passed out, not phased by the alcohol at all. She says, no thanks, nothing else. I have to get back to rehab. And the bartender again, she's at rehab! She's at rehab! The crowd cheering, super funny. So George Sr. was free and Michael and Job had the evidence. George Sr.'s just running for it, running Great for use of the word absconded here. Very good. Mm-hmm. Job and Michael are getting away with the uh, the evidence that will absolve him of his crimes. And and Michael's talking up Job, telling him that he did a good job and making Job feel better about himself. Thanks to you, this family could end up being okay. 
Now Job has the self-esteem he needs. And someone even set, walks up, a spring breaker says to him, aren't you the magician who always does something stupid? And we get a really dramatic, Job has these moments all the time and they all <laughs> play really well. He's like, not anymore. Looks at his brother, not anymore. <laughs> and then he immediately trips and falls and, and drops the evidence <laughs> into the pool. And now it's gone. They're laughing, Michael. They're laughing. They're laughing. That was his problem in the first place, that people were laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> but now he likes it. No, I, th- I thought he was miserable. Oh, I thought he was saying, like, they're laughing, Michael. I thought like, he was like, they're laughing. They're laughing. Okay. Because they're, like, playing keep away with, like, a CD of evidence. <laughs> and the narrator gets to write, gets to wrap up the story and gets to tell us that they've lost the exonerating evidence and then gets to end the episode saying, and that's how you narrate a story. Really funny. <laughs> Well done. Now on we get the, the pre-credit scene are on the next Arrested Development. Let's see what we're getting into next week. Obviously, these never happen next week, but mm-hmm. I always like to think that they'll sneak. They'll, they'll finally start doing it real. It'll finally right? be real, Maybe. and this will be next week's episode. So what are we seeing next week? Lucille's going to get some disturbing information about how the uh, the cooler from the banana stand is lost, and that was where George's semen was left and frozen. So now Kitty... The decoy cooler is full of what she wanted to begin with. So it works out perfect for her. Kitty gets a win. And they completely recreate that scene from the end of the first, I think it's the first episode. There was 250 cc's of your father in that banana stand. No touching. And Jessica Walter pulls it off so well. The, yeah. The yelling. Her face is pretty scary. Not touching. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of this week's episode. What a great episode of a sitcom that I love so much. Phenomenal. I have zero complaints about this. No, it's great so episode. many things that made me laugh. And boy, is it tough to pick out an MVP. Who is it for you? Um, for me, I because and now regardless of the things going outside in the world, I think I still would have made this decision. But I think it would have been tougher. Um honorable mention to Job. Job was fantastic this episode. I thought really, really funny. But I got to give it to Lucille. I think that the drinking contest, the rehab stuff, it was all just so funny. And then especially at the end, the the callback to the banana stand thing uh, was just so good. Rest in peace, Jessica Walter. That's yeah. my MVP this week. Absolutely my MVP this week is, is Jessica Walter. And, and, and maybe if this hadn't happened this week – I would have thought she was the easy pick and given it to someone else, but mm-hmm. she really does shine in this episode. I'm sure yeah. I would have given it to her no matter what. Uh, you know, obviously we knew we were doing this episode before she had passed away, mm-hmm. and then her passing away and doing it made it all the more resonant, and it would feel wrong not to give it to her. So yes, yeah. 100% Lucille earns the MVP this week. After MVP every week here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, when we're done talking about Arrested Development, we have one more segment, and that's to discuss. So we have our MVP, but who was the least valuable Bluth? Which Bluth, as we always decide, mm-hmm. was the, the one whose crimes were the most horrendous in this episode? Who is, who is the, the, the top sinner of the Bluths uh, in this week? I'm going to give it to Mr. Buster Bluth because he got drunk he, you know, took apart the Roomba, and he got his hook stuck in a coconut. It's Lindsay. Lindsay for you? Yeah, because she, uh, without the proper permits, mm. goes into a public place filming, asking mm-hmm. people to take off their clothes. Yeah. Horrendous. It's Lindsay. 
two bad bluths. Couple two of bad bluths. Couple of rotten bananas. But we're not two black. We're not. We're not two, two blacks. <laughs> You're right. No, we're just half. One. Yes, half of us. Half of us. We're two. You've heard of four non-blondes. We're. Uh, let's not name it. Let's not name it. We're not two bad blues. We're mother and boy, and that comes mother together to make mother and boy. boy. I think we've done it. I think we yeah. did. Yeah. Congrats. Next week on the next, you can't disappoint a podcast. Season finale. Yeah, next week's the season two finale of Arrested Development. We'll be back to talk about the Righteous Brothers. Super excited to dig into it. Uh, I already know it's the one where the model home begins to like collapse into a sequel. Yeah. It's a really good one. Really excited to look into it. Make sure to send us in your trivia for next week's episode, your MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Where else can the people interact with us, Steve? Well, for all your arrested development needs, we're pretty active over on the Twitter at you can't disappoint. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're on Facebook at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And we're on YouTube as well. Uh, make sure you come check us out for all your Arrested Development episode-by-episode episode analysis needs. That's us. All right. I think that's it. It's been great. I love doing this show with you. I love Arrested Development. Yeah, I love both of those things, too. Rest and in you know what I love Jessica third of all? Walter. What? You. Aw. I'll take it. I'll take it. From inside the banana stand, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And do you have any last words for the people? There's always money in the banana stand. You always know how to make my banana stand. Hey, yo. All right, we got to get back to rehab. Let's go. See ya. Rehab. Mother and boy.